I don't care what group you're in. I don't care what line of business you're in. Take your title, put a comma after it and write customer experience or write customer success. And it'll change the way you look at your job. Welcome to Conversations That Matter, a podcast from Unifor. Here, we explore the latest customer experience trends, sales insights, innovations in AI and automation, and more with well-known thought leaders and industry experts. Tune in and join the conversation. Welcome to another episode of Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Randy Kassar, and I am so pumped today to have an amazing guest who's a customer experience ninja and is the VP of customer experience at Epicor. We're going to learn all about who Epicor is and what he does over at Epicor in terms of really building the uh, practice over there in terms of customer experience and how he can work together with the executives on making sure that's a priority for the business, which I know all of you guys are trying to make happen. So uh, Chris uh, Wartiki is our VP of customer experience at Epicor, and he has over 20 years of experience. And I know he is super pumped to be here. So Chris, welcome. Randy, thank you so much. I am super pumped. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be here with you and your audience today. Yeah, so our audience, our contact center leaders, our CX experts, our sales leaders, these are people that are living and breathing uh, the CX word, uh, and you know that is sometimes overused. Um, and you know what we're going to start off with, uh, you know, just to jump right into it, and we'll get into more of your background and bio shortly. But let's just jump right into it in terms of what is a myth that you see within your day to day in terms of a, a CX myth that you would like to debunk? Randy, I'll tell you what, the, the one myth I want to debunk for the audience and all the professionals out there is that customer experience and customer success is not customer advocacy, nor is it critical accounts. Customer success is and customer experience, it's not about crisis management, case management, project management, nor escalation management. And as I say those Kind of word pairs for people. If that's yeah. what you're doing today, that's not customer success and customer experience. What that is, is customer uh, advocacy or critical accounts. Gotcha. All right. Well, there's the, the, the myth. And oh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, we talked about customer success and customer experience. Sometimes those words sometimes have um, a tendency to be together. Do you think that they're together? Are they the same kind of role or are they different roles? You know, one of the things that's very important is to be able to delineate those roles. I think a, a big problem that the industry's made today is that we're using a lot of those uh, customer word pairs, whether it's experience, customer success, customer advocacy, or customer satisfaction. Like we use it all at the interchangeably, and we're doing our customers a huge disservice. I think one of the better, better things to really camp out on is to share with the audience that as you, as you distill it down, we all hear the, the phrase that customer experience is the sum total of all interactions your customers have in doing business with us. Yeah. But at the same time, one of the big disservices we do is we think that customer service is a department and customer service is a skill. And it's a skill that everyone in the organization needs to possess. And so we just can't pigeonhole customer service into just one silo or group. We have to look at customer service as something everybody obtains and, and possesses. 
for sure. That's definitely true. Um, <clears throat> so uh, you work at Epicor. Uh, you're based in, in Florida. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about Epicor and, and um, what, what's your kind of day-to-day there? Certainly. Um, so as the vice president of customer experience here at Epicor, Epicor is an ERP software uh, company, 50-year-old, privately held, headquartered out of Austin, Texas. And our customers are in the make, move, and uh, sell business of the supply chain around the world. And so we have customers uh, all, you know, globally that if you're buying prod- products, uh, most likely Epicor software is behind the scenes in that supply chain, getting it from manufacturer, distribution, and even retailer uh, in those uh, vertical industries. Very cool. And how long have you been working there? Uh, I have been there four years now this year. Awesome. Uh, and so, so uh, as your role as VP of customer experience, I'm kind of curious on how CX fits within the employee kind of onboarding and, and training uh, experience. Yeah. You know, Randy, with, without employee experience, there can be no customer experience. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 100%. And so Epicor is taking our first steps is what I would consider it to make part of the employee experience, part of new hire orientation to emphasize what is the customer experience vision for Epicor? How do we look at continuous process improvement? And even, even further, as I mentioned earlier, distilling down, what are the, what's the difference between customer service and customer success? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think one of the things to share with the audience is your organization might not have a customer success team or program. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean in its absence that you don't care about customer success, right? right. So we want to bring that to the responsibility and accountability of every employee. And we do that uh, here in our new, new hire orientation, as well as through our values. That's awesome. Uh, we do the same here at Unifor. Uh, it's definitely um, part of our kind of our, our values, our, our goals. Um, you know, each team has their own kind of onboarding, but there's definitely an onboarding that encompasses um, in terms of training for what we want to come across. Uh, when we interact, whether it's an email, whether it's in in chat, whether it's over the phone, over Zoom, whatever it might be in person, uh, that affects the brand, it affects any relationship, um, whether you are a prospect or whether you are knee deep in, into, into implementation or just using our products. So uh, I, I definitely uh, feel uh, the vibes here uh, between the, the values that you guys have over at, at Epcor. Um, on the interwebs, uh, I saw a quote from you uh, around customer experience is not title. It's not one title. It's not one team. It's not one individual. And you talked a little bit about that earlier in terms of a, a customer experience affects every team, right? How do you really, uh, what recommendation would you give to those that are perhaps in an organization now where they're maybe siloed and they really want to start, they know what the goal is. They know what the vision is, but how do, how do they kind of get over that hump and, and really um, make sure that they're not siloed and that this CX initiatives actually gets some good executive buy-in and, and really uh, just makes it uh, worthwhile for, for everyone to do and that there's real, some real business outcomes? Yeah, I, I think one of the first things to share, Randy, is it's okay to have silos. Like, like it's traditional, it's familiar. People have their lanes that they work in yeah. and some of them may be externally customer facing 
and others are internally customer facing and then others are, are both. And I like to, I like to say silos are, are okay. Where the common thread needs to be marbled across those silos is the shared vision for customer success, the shared vision of customer service, the shared vision of customer experience. So having those silos have a goal related to customer success or continuous process improvement, that's what's going to bind us together. That's what's going to go ahead and break down the silos through cooperation and collaboration. Again, another challenge for your audience. I don't care what group you're in. I don't care what line of business you're in. Take your title, put a comma after it, and write customer experience or write customer success, and it'll change the way you look at your job, right? So there's sure. a couple of philosophies. Uh, I call them personally wartickifications. Um, it's on my right. It's on Amazon. But, Look out. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the, but that's the, that's one of the but things yeah, to, yeah. to share is that yeah. silos are okay. Let's find the common thread of customer success across all lines of business and break down the uh, barriers that have, uh, existed for many years. Yeah, for sure. Um, for you, uh, when you're working with executives, uh, and I know a lot of our, our listeners do that, um, what is what are some uh, tips on how to get some executive buy-in on some of the initiatives and projects uh, that you're working on? Is it yeah. about yeah, that, that's something that I think all of us are that maybe are challenged with. I wouldn't say struggling, but are challenged with uh, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, this is really complex, and I'll have to say I have to do a little bit of bragging that without the sponsorship at the executive level from our very own CEO Steve Murphy and the rest of our executive leadership team, I could not be successful, right? So without executive, we call it buy-in or endorsement or whatnot. I have to just be really clear on how I say this. If you're starting a team that is focused on customer success and customer experience, you can't be the dump and run team for the organization, right? What do you mean by that? And so that means that you're not there to clean everybody's house of every problem, every process, every business practice that's gone awry over the last many years. Again, you're not the firefighting team. That's everybody's responsibility. So if your executives are looking for firefighters and you know people that are involved in crisis management and, and noisy yeah. neighbors or whatever, <laughs> then you don't have a customer success program. You have a critical accounts program, you have a customer advocacy program, and you will be working 99% of your day in whack-a-mole world. So having your executives understand their needs versus their wants is extremely important. And uh, again, being able to delineate for them saying, what is it that this organization needs? If you're just looking for a bunch of people to put out fires and to be a go-between between customers and our leaders that actually fix the problems, well, then we're not going to be very successful as an organization. Uh, so that's some good feedback, good tips. Um, so uh, we're talking to Chris Wartiki here from Epicor Software, and he is a VP of customer experience over there. 
and has been there for four years and uh, has been doing some amazing work over there. So if you are listening in and are liking this episode, let us know. Send us a note at podcast at unifor.com or at unifor on Twitter, or even follow Conversations That Matter, a podcast by Unifor on LinkedIn. And Chris, um, in a recent uh, Florida News article, you were, we were talking about analytics and how that really is one of the most important things that uh, you know we're taking a look at. And, and I've always talked about instilling an analytics culture um, because that really gets people constantly thinking about it. You know, we're talking about CX and making sure that's across all the orgs, but analytics also plays a big part in, in CX. Um, what are your thoughts around, uh, you know, that article that you wrote in terms of how the great business impact other than technology is accurate and reliable data? Uh, can yeah. you share with our audience what you, mean, what you meant by that? Certainly. So first of all, like there's so many business impacts that are used as buzzwords today. And I'm not going to yeah. downplay anything, whether it's machine learning or chatbot X or, you know, data-driven, you know, integrations or anything yeah. like that. But without accurate data, simply put, we self-destruct. We, we actually do a disservice to our customers because what we're doing is we're taking the customer journey from the marketing and brand awareness perspective and taking it through to pre-sale, sale, you know, post-sale implementation, go live. And, and we're taking that entire journey and we're messing it up every touch point along the way. Why? Because we have disparate systems of who's doing what, where, when, how, and yeah. accurate tracking. Now, we run into a lot of these problems, even ourselves, to, so kind of to just share that vulnerability is important. Yeah, saying, you know what? We're a 50-year-old company. We're a patchwork of acquisitions that have been integrated over that 50 years. And we have legacy systems and new systems, and they yeah, all are tied in together. And man, sometimes it's messy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I've been at those companies too. I mean, I used to work at Motorola Mobility, right? Um, even before they were mobility, it was a 50,000 person company that had been around forever. And then as we split up, it would got, you know, everything started to get unearthed. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we've been doing it for this long. Yeah. So yeah, I, we're, I hear. we're taking a hard look as a company on consolidating, standardizing, unifying our yeah. data. And part of that's even starting over from scratch. Okay. But until we can actually define those business processes based on that data, that data is, that's the foundation. Yeah. You can't, you can't otherwise say, well, who is a customer? How can you define who is your customer? Is it someone that pays their bills? Is it someone that's a prospect? Is it, you know, there's all sorts of definitions here that all need to be, you know, determined down at the data level first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, so that's some great tips there um, around analytics and how that should be important to everyone. Um, curious uh, to those that are listening in, if you are um, focused on figuring out your insights uh, for your contact center, for your CX practice, we'd love to hear from you guys. Maybe we have you on the show. We want to do a deep dive into that topic. So I think, Chris, I think you would would uh, love to have you back and kind of do a deep dive on that too. That would be awesome uh, to talk about. Um, you know, we're in the, um, you know, for those that are listening in, uh, this is the October timeframe. Some of us are in the budget planning stages for 2023. Uh, what are your thoughts around uh, what CX leaders should be budgeting for? Um, not just from like a financial standpoint in terms of like 
tools and software, but also maybe headcount. Like, yeah. let's let's dive into that. Let's talk about tools and uh, and that kind of budget side of things, and then let's talk about maybe uh, the headcount and, and structure. So let's talk about tools first. Certainly. Platforms and things so, like that. So the first thing that uh, I look at when we talk about tools and technology is what's in the toolbox. Yeah. Like, what do we already have, right? What are the investments that have already been made? And I'll, I'll uh, share with the, the group, like, we, had, uh, we have survey programs, right? It's a great measurement yeah. of feedback. Yeah, yeah. Well, come to find out globally, we were investing in several uh, survey tools yeah. instead of unifying once again uh, that investment, standardizing it, and then globalizing it behind a process, yeah. right? Yeah. So we had to determine, first of all, okay, what's in the toolbox? What do we, you know, compare and contrast the features and functions? And mm-hmm. let's make a business decision that's unified, right? Yeah. And let's that's, that's cons- make a consistent process around it. Once again, when you're looking at your strategic priorities, some of those solutions are going to be found in what you already have in your toolbox, and then others will exist outside of that for an external investment. The one thing that I have always learned in my 25 plus years in the industry is that no new tool, as well as existing tool, is going to be a light switch to your solutions or you know, to your problems you know, as a solution, right? Those projects need to be uh, prioritized by your leadership, need to be communicated globally as a priority, and stand up on their own merits for the impact that they're going to have before we just go ahead and plug some new technology into the infrastructure and saying, oh, this is going to solve all of our problems. Yeah. Have you seen that before in your, your, your experience? I think when it comes to technology and... Um, kind of building the the use case or the, the business case for it. Uh, a lot of people focus on on technology when the point is that it, you shouldn't you should focus more on on workflow and processes. Um yeah. and and that is probably the key thing in adopting any technology. You know, in my role in terms of content and and, and social and um and just customer experience, we, you know, we we are constantly Reevaluating tools, but at the same time, what what is m- most key for for us is making sure we understand kind of roles and responsibilities. We understand we have a, a documented visual workflow that anybody can recreate. Yeah, and so that when we can analyze that workflow within that visual diagram, we can make sure that the the things that need to be improved on can be pinpointed, whether it's a time suck thing, whether it's uh, an area where um, we can have a better experience. I mean, those are the things that, that when I'm looking at tools and technology, you know, sure, you can have your whole list of features, speeds and feeds, but at the end of the day, it, it's going to be, it's going to be focused more on user adoption of those tools and most importantly, kind of like I'm saying, the the ways that uh, that workflow can be, um, you know, optimized and be more efficient. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, one of the things that pops out to me when you were talking about that is like, you know, company social media strategies, right? Yeah. 
And a lot of companies may be out there, you, you know, your audience uh, may be listening to this and then you might yeah. be like, okay, this is me. And you're like, okay, we need to sit on every social media street corner, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so you're out there on TikTok and Instagram, and Facebook and LinkedIn and everything. And you haven't really done the marketing analysis of who your customer is, right? Yeah, and so you sure. could employ different tools to be listening posts to your social media strategy and then come to find out you, nobody's talking. Hey, yeah, the- yeah, no. <laughs> no, you definitely have to define your audience personas, right? I think um, yeah. we've had people on, on, on the show before around uh, customer journeys, right? I mean, that's so key in, in anything related to customer experience. And mm. it definitely evolves back down into the digital strategy and your marketing strategy, and social yeah. specifics. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that I think um, is something that we can do uh, talk a lot more about. Um, and yeah. curious, uh, for those that are listening in, uh, you know, you know, love for you guys to comment on this discussion. Uh, always use the hashtag CTM podcast, that's CTM podcast. And we'd love to see what your thoughts are on how this discussion is going and what your thoughts are in terms of how you run your business. Cause that's, you know, our goal here is just to make everyone 1% better. And so hopefully we've done that in this discussion. Um, we'll uh, end on a, uh, end on our, on our podcast here. Um, how can our you know CX and contact center leaders uh, audience help you out? I mean, this is an opportunity for you to kind of um, share with the world your lessons learned. But what are some areas that maybe you uh, are looking for some expertise on or uh, some help on? So this is a great call out to the group. So Randy, first and foremost, I think ultimately for me, it's to encourage others to share their ideas and share their victories. Um, share their pain points. I don't think we're doing enough of that as, as CX professionals or customer success professionals or customer service professionals showcase your best practices, right? I mean, what is it that you've done as a practitioner of customer success or customer experience that has just propelled your organization from good to great or from better to best? You know, tell me you're doing something different. I, heck, I certainly don't know it all. Maybe, uh, you know, somebody out there does. But the thing is, even if we can't, like, you know, solve, you know, all of our problems instantaneously, we can at least sit back and share our war stories and battle scars and laughs, yeah. right? Okay. I mean, yeah, that's, sure. that's we, we all have the same issues going on. And I think that's one of the things as practitioners, we we don't. Um, share our vulnerability and then we're not also sharing the victory as minor as they could be or you may seem it is somebody else has got that exact same issues so I, I don't really have you know what subject matter expert I'm looking for I'll tell you one thing though I'm a I'll still I'll steal your ideas I love them you know <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not like some originator Okay. I am a provocateur. I definitely like to think different and challenge the way people are thinking. Yeah. And maybe you've heard something in this podcast that is also provocative. Um, but the fundamental fact is, you know, we have a tremendous wealth of experience across this community. Let's put it to work for each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, I introduced you to the CX accelerator group, which we're a part of, um, Amazing Slack community. If you guys aren't a part of it yet, um, definitely give a shout out to Nate Brown over there, the co-founder of the CX Accelerator, um, and all the people that are, are managing that. It's a community-run um, 
a Slack organization where people are just sharing best practices. So definitely, if you haven't done that yet, go to cxaccelerator.com. And that's where a lot of this uh, vulnerability and sharing best practices uh, happens uh, to this day. All right, uh, Chris, uh, we're going to get on to the rapid fire questions. We're trying yeah. to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, try and stump you. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, so let's uh, let's uh, get going on on this rapid fire. So the first question that we always like to ask our guests is, if you were calling into a, a contact center and you wanted to talk to someone that could just like ease your pain and fi fix your challenges, solve your problem, which celebrity, dead or alive, musician, artist, whoever it might be, actor, uh, would you want that to be? So um, this is a great question. And the first one that pops into my mind is Harvey Keitel, Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction, The Cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. I love That's it. That's who I would want to pick up the phone because it's not even so much that he fixed the problem, yeah. right? He shines a light on where the problem needs to be fixed and gets it done. Yeah, he gets it done. Harvey Keitel. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, that's actually the first time on this podcast someone's mentioned Harvey Keitel. So that's uh, kudos to you uh, for being original on that one. Um, you know, in regards to your role as, as VP of uh, Customer Experience at Epicor Software, what's been keeping you up at night? You know, what keeps me up at night is honestly how to continue to motivate my team. And here's why. I have eight resources globally. We have a ratio of eight of those resources for 30,000 accounts. And when we deal in the proactive customer success, I tell, I tell the team frequently, victories aren't going to come every day or every week. If you're looking for that, you're looking for whack-a-mole. You're looking for escalation of the day, close a ticket, you know, yeah, yeah. project management stuff. But when the victories come, they're going to be big. And so keeping them motivated and challenged for those big wins and those big victories, that's what keeps me up. Employee experience in my own organization, as well as in the greater uh, customer or employee base here at the company. And speaking of, uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, and, sp and speaking of um, waking up, uh, are you a more of a, a coffee person or working out or are you checking your email? What's, what's, what's the first thing that you do when you wake up? It's all the above. So, <laughs> so it depends on the day, it rotates. Uh, I do like my cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, I like to, uh, to go to the gym uh, almost every day, at least three to five days a week. Awesome. Uh, I, I like to consider myself still an athlete in, uh, in ego anyway. And so I still play <laughs> uh, adult men's soccer on, on the weekend. Oh. And then um, from an email perspective, you know, the worst thing that I think I, I've learned that I could do is check my email before I go to sleep uh, or before I've had a chance to really get my day going, right? So if the first thing that you do is, is um, before you go to bed, put your head on the pillows, check that email, or the first thing that you do when you wake up is check that email, I'll tell you what, it's one way that'll just continue to stress you out, right? Do uh, something, well, oh, something self-care. Brush your teeth, make your bed, get dressed, do the things that you need to do for self-care, then move on with your day. I love that recommendation. Uh, that's, I need to do more of that. Uh, you know, you can stay looking at your phone for an hour and then that one hour could have been you working out or, or, or doing you know, some meditation, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, 
What's one thing that's not on your LinkedIn profile? Uh, one thing that I'm not, that's not on my LinkedIn profile is that I'm a, an avid foodie. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm always looking for, you know, we all, I say all of us, most of us have considerable travel experience, um, or, you know, whether it's domestically, internationally, or both, I'm always looking for like yeah. that cool farm to table restaurant or, or, you know, mom and pop shop, yeah. you know, down an alleyway or something oh, yeah. that's, it's like your owner. The best. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for a virtual partner in dine is what I'll call it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, whenever you come to California, we'll have to hook you up at some farm table restaurants and some good ones out here. Yeah. Especially within the, the Napa Valley. Yes. <clears throat> uh, one city or country uh, you wish uh, you could spend more time in that either you've been to or you know, like you want to re revisit. Mm. Without a doubt, my uh, favorite all-time country and city is, is Italy, Florence, Italy, to be exact. And I would oh, love yeah. to retire there someday. Uh, I, I studied in the country, in country when I was back oh, wow. in college, cool. uh, had a great time. And I love, I love the people. And I think when we look historically at where the Roman Empire was, they've been there, done that, conquered it all. And they recede yeah. down to modern day, uh, what we know as modern day Italy, because they laugh at all of us uh, that want to work 24 by seven. And they're, they're like, yeah, you can't do that. You know, it's family, do it's food. It's, uh, that's what's important. And those in, in that order, family, food, work. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know. I, I've, uh, I've run the Rome Marathon a couple of times and we spent some time in Florence quite a bit. Um, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. So it's just uh, the culture, the vibe, just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and our last uh, rapid fire question, uh, best day? My, my best day ever? Wow. What's, what's, a, what's your best day? I mean, that's a big oh, question, right? I mean, what, yeah. My best day, honestly, is when I have, uh, and I'm, this may resonate with some of your, your audience. If I have 10 things on my to-do list, <laughs> they're going to, they'll, they'll get done eventually. But if I have a hundred of them, they'll all get done. <laughs> I, yeah. I work best in, in a, in a, in a, just a thriving, exciting environment where there's a lot to do and knocking that stuff out for me is important. Now, as I, mentioned before, coupling that with, uh, friends, family, you know, and I consider that to be my work family as well, that I'm interacting, socializing and engaging with them. And then, you know, a nice bottle of wine or a good craft cocktail at the end of the day, you know, celebrating that victory, like Patton yeah. overlooking the, the, you know, the battlefield. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Love it. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a, an amazing uh, conversation. I really appreciate all the, the thought you put into it and, and just uh, your experience is really, really sh uh, shows. Um, so thank you for joining us today. Randy, thank you. And thanks to your audience as well. Please feel free to reach out anytime. And I look forward to the continued conversation uh, because this is a conversation that matters. It is. Uh, so for those that want to reach you, um, what's the best way uh, to, to get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is to just look me up on LinkedIn, or as you mentioned before, if you're on the CX Accelerator, Chris Wartiki is the best way to reach out. Awesome. Well, thanks, Chris, uh, for the great time today. Uh, truly appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on today's podcast. We've had an amazing conversation with Chris Wartiki, VP of Customer Experience at Epicor Software. And if you would like to Help us get 
more of these amazing guests together, definitely subscribe, follow on your favorite podcast directory. Leave us a review. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast, we want to hear from you. So email us at podcast at unifor.com and you'll get a hold of our podcast team and, and we'll we'll uh, see if it works out. And I think it will because you guys uh, are an amazing community of CX and uh, experts. So have a great day and look forward to hearing from you guys on our next episode of Conversations That Matter. Have a good day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations That Matter. Subscribe to our podcast for more great content. And if you want to learn more about the topic we discuss, visit unifor.com today.